This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. This episode is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. Is your school district going one-to-one? Do you manage thousands of Chromebooks or other IT assets like projectors and smartboards? If so, you'll want to listen to this. Visor is a Chromebook management solution that seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system, now including PowerSchool. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents all in one click. To find out more, do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks, or click the link in the show notes. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey. I'm back in the office. I had a nice vacation last week. Robbie got introduced first. I know. He was very excited about it. I feel it. like that's going to be the end of that. Well, uh, you already talked. So yeah. that, that right there, that was Robbie Payne. There you go. What I kind of introduction I, was that? I don't know. You got You're, Robbie's here, and here it is. <laughs> that guy talking there? I do feel, I feel like we could have mixed this up a little bit and been like, I could have kept the host oh, seat for one more man, day and be like, we're back. Fun. With another episode of the Chromecast, and today I have with us, we were talking about Joe Edge, Humphrey, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, a minute ago. If you've not yeah. seen it, go watch the movie. But it's all about like it's, it's a science day. fiction Groundhog, it's Groundhog Day, basically. Day. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, I'd like to, I'd like to click that rewind, start again. Uh-huh. I, if you're going to introduce me first, I want to be properly introduced. If not, let's just skip it. Uh, on that note, we do need to just have an office viewing party one day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can spare two. How long is it? It's like an hour and forty five minutes. Oh yeah, we could totally spare that. Nah, I don't know. It seems like that seems like that kind of day. It's a Friday, it's rainy, it's it eleven forty and we're movie just day. now starting yeah. our podcast. It looks like it's seven thirty <laughs> at night. It's uh yeah. Drizzly and rainy. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's a continuation of yesterday, except we've all had a good night's sleep. Yeah. So. so like the weather matches the way I felt yesterday. Yeah. Totally. I think if it was this weather yesterday, well, we're I would have just went home. Yeah, because we, we, yeah, we had a late night Wednesday night, which we'll we'll talk about. We, are we going to talk about that? Yeah, yeah we're going to talk for about sure. that. So anyway, Joe, back, sure. to, back to you, Joe. Hey, welcome to the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey. <laughs> this is Robbie Payne here. I know it's, I'm joined today by... Nope. <sighs> nope, I'm mixing it up. TK, sorry. <laughs> sorry, man. He's joined not going to do join, it. He just won't joined, do it. He, like, joined today by Robert Payne. What's up, guys? And Jason Gabriel Bringers. Oh, government name. <laughs> oh, wow. That means you're in trouble. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, glad to be here with Robbie Payne today. <laughs> I won't say his middle name. It's Elbert. Elbert. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not laughing at anyone named Elbert. That's just nowhere that's just near a, his middle name. Is that even a name? I don't even Elbert, know where that came Elbert? from. Elbert? Sure. I, it sounds Somebody like... Uh, I was going to say, like, Elmer, and that, but Robert was still stuck in there. It's like... <laughs> 
Elbert. It's so weird to refer to you as Robert, though. I know. It's that's that's so well. I had said that's Robert when I'm, when so I'm doing that's official. Why I said Jason yeah, because there's a there's a handful who will refer to him as Rob. Yeah, very close family. That's like college, or is always it family? Mm-hmm. I was like, my parents will call me Rob sometimes, yeah, but, but I call him Robbie with I'm an not IE a Rob. every now and then. Like I know Robs, <laughs> I know a few people that are Rob, but You're yeah, absolutely. Rob. No one generally, no one talks like to me. Rob's like a term of endearment. Uh, uh, like, hey, yeah, bud, sure. bud, kind of yeah, like that kind of thing. So when my when my parents say, "Hey, Rob, can you da da da?" It's not. Yeah. I don't know. That seems that's super weird. There's something. No, yeah, that's like my, my wife's name is Allison, and uh, there are some that would call her Allie, but she's not fond of that. Sure. Uh, but her family calls her Al, and I remember when we first started yeah. dating. I'm like, I'm never going to call you Al. That's just weird. Yeah. yeah. But like now, my wife, because my wife never calls me Rob. Yeah. But now, because her mom calls her that so frequently, I, I, every once in a while, if I'm talking to her mom, I refer to her as Al, and I'm like, Oh, I did it. Can't hear that without oh, thinking. Da, da, exactly. Da, da, da. That's exactly what I think of. Joe has no idea what we're talking about. No. I'm lost. You can call me Al. No. Paul Simon and Chevy Chase. Correct? Yeah. Chevy Chase is a very interesting MTV music video from back in the day. We'll link it. We'll watch it later. We'll link it in the show notes. Anyways, Elbert is a name. Elbert is? Yeah, it's German. You should have known that. Oh, well, come on. It means bright and famous. My grandfather's middle name was Elty. That's really? too. How do you spell that? He's not German, though. He was not German. Uh, E-L-T-Y. Wow. Interesting. Elty. I've never yeah. heard of that. Yeah, Elbert's he like... Was, he was Robert. I might but name... That's where that came from, subconsciously. Yeah, I might yeah. name my next kid Elbert. It means nobly intelligent, Elbert. noble, bright, or famous. Yeah, that came from somewhere deep in my subconscious. I don't know. Wow. We're going to get into a whole uh, psychology lesson again today. Yeah, forget about Chromebooks. Yeah. That's... Let's talk about psychology. a little genealogy podcast, some psychology. This is going to be great. We're going to do, I, I've always said, I want to do a podcast. Like, we're Chrome Unboxed. Our company is Unboxed Media. I think it would be fun to just do, like, an, a general unboxed podcast yeah, where just, we unbox today anything. Today we're unboxing. Right. Today we're unboxing. The human psyche. Right. And it's kind <laughs> of a Veritasium type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we you could know, do a three research. hour long form. Yeah. It'd be great. I'm I'm dead serious. I have half of us will be crying by the time it's over. People, listen, people listening to this who are longtime listeners are probably like, Joe's talked about seven different podcasts that he wants to do. Still we're gonna, waiting. We're gonna yeah. get around to them. I promise. We One have a day. lot of ideas. One day. We just yep. bandwidth. Okay. Um well last week you all uh uh were were manning the ship and yep. Yep. I gotta say it was a great episode. I was we, editing we it. Fun. I was editing it uh down I was in uh, uh on vacation and was uh, had a nice little spot to sit and edit uh, in the clubhouse uh, at the resort. Very close to the place where I was, because I, yeah. I, I always I always try to be careful, like saying where we go in places. Yeah. But I think you had already I said. I think I'd said. Mm. Um, so There's Gulf Shores. I don't yeah. care. So Gulf we were in Gulf Shores. Shores. Uh, when I was down there, I went to this golf simulator. I think I've mentioned mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We went twice. Yeah. Uh, like literally, it was just yeah. in the other room the, the from there. Next next door. Yeah, it was a cool setup, and uh, so I was sitting there working and editing the podcast, and found myself sitting and just listening. Yeah, which I was like, oh, that's like I it kind of like snapped out of it. And I was like, oh, I gotta like click, I gotta like I gotta listen do, through this so I, I can edit do it. the stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, so and it was a good good. Yeah, and I'll admit, I mean, there are a couple of podcasts I listen to semi frequently. I don't listen to them regularly like Joe does, but uh, I did. 
how many have we done now? One thirty three, one three three, one three four, something like that. Now I don't that, think this one, except for maybe the one we did in Mountain View. I don't think I've ever actually sat and listened to an entire entire podcast. And one hundred percent, yeah, it's not. not because I don't care. I just I don't particularly care to listen to my own voice. Yeah, and, that's weird. Uh, we sit and banter at the office all day. I don't need to go home and listen to it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, <laughs> we did it. We were there, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, but I wanted to hear it because I've not hosted it before. Not that not that I did some kind of a stellar job. I just wanted to see what it sounded oh, like. you did a stellar and job. I, I, well, thank you. I yeah. did. I, I listened to it and I, I got halfway through it. I'm like, yeah, it was we, great. We we are we're good. We're pretty okay podcaster. Yeah. Face for radio. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm radio. like, as quick as hiring, I'm in. <laughs> we got that. We got that. You, you all have it. I don't have it. I shouldn't say you we. Have, you have a. You have golden tones. You're very very good voice. You on. all have this uh, retired country singer. <laughs> Hey, I do not have that much that. of a draw. No, okay. you don't. Robbie was do, just it comes out every once too long ago. <laughs> it does. It, I said it, it, certain words. I know, said I, I told someone yesterday about an oil change. Oil. You said, said oil. oil change. Oil, oil change. Yeah. Oil change. I catch myself doing, especially I have I have a I have a large number of friends that I associate with that are from one county over, which it would blow your mind. The difference the draw they have 15 minutes from here in, yeah. in buffalo and that area <laughs> if i'm around them for too long it starts to come out i'm like out. oh i go oh, did there. i just say that yeah, i go, it's, it's I go subconsciously with, there i mean I, all the time i go hang out with my dad and i'll, I'll start doing that like, <laughs> and yeah joe like, spends the day over and is uh where he's from and comes me, back and we're like oh man meet, let me smoke a joe meet you county know, joe meet smoke county joe, joe. yeah uh, it's yeah. funny like uh, that it, there's no like i don't feel like any of us are pretentious about this. No. Like it's not like, oh, you know, I I can't portray myself in that way. I just I grew up not I mean, honestly, like not wanting to sound that way. And right. So, and that's my know. dad is very much not does not and he grew up in the country here where where we're from and dad was a farmer, he was a farmer and very rural and he does not have that. Mm -hmm. My brother is very, very heavy but that, i mean he leaned into that i guess and i just yeah it's, it's i just i wanted to sound more well-spoken and that's not like you said that's not being pretentious there's just certain things that i've tried to not allow myself to sound that sure. way but it's like you said it's still there because oh, we, yeah. we talk to people who are like man you sound country and in our heads we don't right but because people, and other people like, were like, no, they some of these sound people country. I know, those yeah. people sound country. Yeah, yeah, uh, you don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I've got uncles that most people probably wouldn't understand. Like <laughs> Boomhauer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a uh, uh, net on Netflix as a joke. Their YouTube channel. Uh, there's a, a clip Fred Armisen doing um, some stand up, and he he pulls down this or has I don't know if it's on a screen. I can't remember now, but it's the United States, uh, and he's got he pulls out one of those you know extendable pointers. pointers. Uh, and so he's like he's kind of a master of of accent. It's, that's like um, his thing. Yeah. yeah. And so he starts up in the Northeast and he works his way around the country and nails all of them. Oh my! And he's gosh. like, yeah, you just bring your voice down, and, you know, and he can just call them up. And it's wild to kind of listen when you hear it that way of how the accents move through mm -hmm. uh, uh, from a demographic perspective, and it's like, huh. That's that's kind of fascinating because it happened over time. I mean, sure. it's not like we went, oh, here's Kentucky. This is how Kentucky people are going to talk, and there's Alabama, and here's how New York is going to talk. And cultural, we go out. Yeah, it's just yeah, just kind of happens. Yeah, and you can hear them blend one yeah. to the next. And like, that's the funny thing because I talk about how heavy the accent is just twenty minutes from here. But my, I have an aunt, an aunt that lives in uh, around Milwaukee, 
but she lives in a very rural area and she always pokes fun at our accent and she's from Kentucky, but she's lived there for 40 years. So she right. has that accent, but her accent compared to someone who lives in Milwaukee, I mean, you have an idea of, you know, like Green yeah. Bay and things like that, how people up there talk. She sounds like that got married to somebody from Eastern Kentucky. It's it's so weird. I mean, and if you've ever been in the rural areas of uh, uh, New York and stuff, yeah. you know, upstate New York, oh, it's, yeah. it's very country compared to what you would hear if you went to Manhattan. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's language is very interesting in general. All right, hey, we're we're back. We had we had to pause for a second. If you heard a very slight buzz in that intro. I noticed it about... We found the culprit. Towards, like, I heard it towards the end there, but it was only when we weren't talking. So, sorry if you did hear that little buzz. We got it fixed. We didn't leave. We, we re-ran some of the cables, and one of the cables was uh, too close to a power cable. So, yeah, for anybody... Shielded, but... Yeah, for anybody know. who does uh, audio work, you'll know these cables are shielded the best that they can be but sometimes if you're right next right next to a power cable you'll still get a little buzz so yeah, it was it was it was very minute if you're doing audio and you notice there's a buzz in your line check to make sure it's not overlapping a power cable Alrighty. <laughs> there's your there's your audio the more you know. there's, your, there's your av lesson so for today we talked about language we talked about yeah. a little bit of subconscious psychology oh, yeah. a little bit of av is, welcome to the chromecast you're, you're in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've said we're going to talk about the Pixel event until it happens, and so we we um, we have to talk about this it. This is the last <laughs> last podcast. Four more days. Woo! It's it's Pixel uh, Pixel Launch Eve. It is event Eve. So for those who don't know or uh, haven't been uh, paying attention to the tech news, it's been kind of all over the place. So you've probably yeah, heard about it. I have a hard time believing if you listen but, to this, you yeah. probably are the type of person that knows what's up. But for sure. But the event is going to be on Tuesday of next week. Do you all see Apple's doing an event like Monday? On the day before. I'm yeah. like, come on. What are the, I mean, is it going to be the M1X? That, whatever? That's what the rumor is. They're, but I'm just like, that makes me feel like they know that there are some people looking at the Pixel phone. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're trying to. By the way. Some Apple regulars. And I might still write this up. It might be a little late in the news cycle. But uh, how about how about Qualcomm getting a little touchy? Oh, no. I yeah, mean, that was very that strange. Was, their their was feelings very, are hurt, yeah, I think. Feelings are hurt. People are threatened. Yep. I love it. I think because it's, it's better for us. Ever. It's better yeah. for consumers. Yeah, it's better for um, yeah everyone that's thinking about buying something that they would it's, make. It's just not good for Qualcomm, who sells very expensive but chips. You know what? They've they've kind of had their run of everything hey, for a yeah, while. You they did this to know. Guess, guess they are the know. intel of the arm world, let's yeah. be honest. They had to know this was coming. So. If you, if you want to stay relevant, uh, figure out a way to make your chips less expensive. Or yeah. I don't know, do something different. Or start, you know, you start running custom. This. Start doing custom work. Exactly. So say, hey, look, we have the eight eighty eight, but we'll work with you if you would like a custom eight eighty eight for your device that you could say, you know, this is the, the the. Imagine if Google had done that, if they had that sort of setup, and and they could say, okay, this is Tensor, uh, built in partnership with Qualcomm, right? And 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 cool. Qualcomm said earlier this year or end of last year that that's the direction they were going to going to start moving but then it just kind of all fell off and they're like hey, here's our new flagship chip here's what it is yep. i mean not that the oems can't tweak them a little bit how they want but they're it's not, not like really the, it's not like this it basically is a uh, qualcomm saying here's what our chip does right you know yeah. here's how you can well because they get it to them early it's yeah. not like when the 888 launched i guess probably the first ones were like some of the samsung phones from last year it's not like Samsung got it the month before. 
You right, know, right. They, they had it probably almost a year prior. So they're able to build software around that. But what if <clears throat> Samsung says, hey, we were wanting to do XYZ with this other camera that's never been on here. We got a right, or LiDAR we something sensor. something that's AI focused or like, something like that. Uh, this is what that... Or AI core, yeah, we got an AI core, but here's what it does. And they're like, well, we were thinking about doing this. Well, sorry. Yeah. Like, we're not building a new chip for you. We have this chip. This is what it does. Make your stuff work with it. Versus, that's why I think Pixel 6 is going to be so special and such a big deal moving forward. Because now Google has that control from the, you know, a couple years ago to have gone, hey, we're going to do some cool stuff. We have some ideas. In general, can we make a chip that's going to be able to let us take advantage of those ideas? Yeah, and so- someone in the office was asking me today, and I could not remember where, where from early benchmarks, where is this the tensor falling in what, comparison to Snapdragon? What we've seen, uh, like what's kind of been leaked, um, better than an 865, not quite 888. Okay, uh, gotcha. But those are all pre early software yeah, and all that kind of stuff and you can't find like if I've, I've looked for them again I can't find those benchmarks so oh. that stuff's not necessarily as big of a deal as nope. again vertically aligned hardware software like that stuff means more and Apple knows it too like the the M1 Mac if you just run benchmarks on it it's like yeah it's fast that's fine yeah but it doesn't it doesn't compare to how fast it feels to use it. And and at the end of the day, what Google wants to deliver is a specialized Android experience. They don't want it's not just another Android phone. And they're gonna work hard to not make it just another Android phone. And so it's probably gonna do tricks with the camera that we've just not seen in Android. It's probably gonna do tricks with uh, Google Assistant and, and machine learning and AI that we've not seen. Yeah. done locally on your phone. So like all of from what I've heard, um, from what we've seen in leaks, like language processing all that stuff's going to happen on device it's going to only be on there the you device. go this one's from yesterday oh good I, oh, there you go i yeah i'd run i'd looked uh three or four days ago for it because i was trying to cite that and i couldn't find it what um, is it yeah it's a, it's pixel the 6 pro point. from yesterday geek bench is that five or four uh five cool can you pull up uh, in another tab maybe pull up the um mm. the galaxy s21 i was gonna say or, or one plus nine pro uh but again, benchmarks. Don't tell the full story. Don't now. tell the full story. Why is because really? at the end of the day, the the core setup is actually stronger than the eight eighty eight. Like it's it's got better cores in it. And again, this all comes down to how Google leverages those things and, and all that kind of stuff. And their focus isn't going to be on um, just raw performance specs because that's just not what. Google's into. Do, they want people like us to be able to play a game that we want to play or, or run whatever we want to run. It's not uh, that different. Um, I mean, a little lower. But so single core is actually higher on the OnePlus. Yes. Uh, versus no, the on the Pixel. Or on the, or on the Pixel, I'm sorry, than the OnePlus. Multi-cores, a couple hundred shy. Um, that's close enough to me to say, like, this is going to contend with the 888, which is already in my opinion, where we're at right now with smartphone software, more processor than we have software to use it. Like, I still have a, a OnePlus 8T. I've said this a hundred times. The 865 in it, or it's the 865 Plus, so it's a little little overclocked. But they've released an 870, kind of an interim, and then they got the 888 after that. Like, this is a generation and a half kind of behind. I'm like, and I I literally never, ever, ever, ever think to myself, oh, man, I wish I had that 888. For what? Like, there, there's no there's no point. Like, there's nothing this phone can't do that I'm, I'm wishing that it could. And so... Um, uh, the the uh, tensor uh, smokes the eight sixty five and just 
benchmark and performance up. That's so to me. I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. So it's fine. so it's like they've got the fundamental power there. It's sure. now how do they leverage it with software to do unique things that we right. haven't seen before? That's more, right, which is way what, more important. Which is what Apple yeah. does. I mean, yes. Granted, their chips are powerful, but they are still. You couldn't take their chip and put it in an Android phone and just expect Android to work <laughs> right. perfectly. Or again, I mean, or like Windows. Like if you threw Windows on it, it's not like oh wow, this is going to smoke. No, you it's, know, but it's the integration. Versus a Core i7, what's the last one that was made? Uh, probably a 10th gen. I think there were 10th gen Macs, weren't there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a top top tier MacBook, last Intel, the M1 still beats it across the board. And it's not so much that it's the processor on a hardware fundamental level. It's faster. It's yeah. it's the, the how the operating system chooses to leverage that thing. Yeah. And so all of a sudden you've got Google who makes Android. Uh, or who maintains the open source part of Android and then makes what I feel is the purest, best version of software to sit on top of that with their own chip. And then now they've updated the camera hardware too. Whew, man. It's going to be the, a, the, the camera a on this thing right is there. going to just <laughs> be bonkers. I'm Yo, telling I, you. I cannot wait. It is going to be bonkers. I can't wait to mess with it. Because uh, I'm excited too about... I don't know. I've had OnePlus phones for a little while, and while it's like oh, the camera's not terrible, they're not. They're fine. They're okay. They're not Pixel cameras. Not they're just Pixel not. No, there's some things well, that I like. My camera does really, really well, and then there are some things where I'm just like, I'm just not going to use it. I, we have Pixels laying around the office. If I need to yeah. take a picture, I'll use it. The phone. Well, the fo- the um, it's just something about what it. it what, wow. Why was I just lose the portrait mode on this? I think is actually worse than when I bought it. They've done something like tweak the. They've tweaked more it, and it's not. You know. Yeah. So. If the marketing materials that leaked, we'll we'll get to those of the portrait mode, like the natural looking portrait modes. Oh, buddy. Uh, I mean, I know they're always going to. It's the best light. It's the best scenario when they put it's those still, things together. It's still yeah. whole. Bowling. Yeah. I mean, it well, just it I'm, looks. I'm so obviously extremely good. excited about video and testing. There's just so much. Yeah, the the so video part makes me nervous. Almost like I, I want them to kill it with video. Like they don't have to come out like with every like. Oh, it's it's like Apple's doing the whole cinema mode thing, and I saw that commercial again the other day, and uh, my wife was sitting there watching it, and she, and I was like, that's really like it is kind of cool. I don't know how many people use it. It's a, it's a cool thing, and she was like what i'm like the cinema mode thing she's like oh i thought they were just trying to say you know it takes videos and i was like oh good I'm like ooh, that's a marketing mess because that's a non-tech person who likes to take video and photos with her smartphone all the time and enjoys good video and and photos and watch that commercial was sitting there paying attention watching it and what she took from it was apple saying our phone does video and i'm like that, nice. that's a failure from a marketing standpoint like Absolutely. you completely missed your audience and, and the, after I watched it, I've seen it multiple times since then because they air it like crazy during football games. And and I was watching it. And I'm like, yeah, this is a terrible commercial. Like, you've got th- these guys. It's Hollywood in your pocket. A, because they don't explain what that means. Like, you're not explaining the, the coolness of the trick you're doing. B, because the feature actually isn't that useful, I don't think. Um, I've seen some people on YouTube like, of course, Jonathan Morrison did a whole video for somebody with it, you know, and like, I did this all with holding my phone. And I'm like, yeah, and you can tell, like, what, like I'm not even a video file kind and of guy. Even, I'm like, yeah, even him being an weird. incredible videographer yeah, and he's cinematographer. Got an eye and he knows what he's doing. I'm like, and, and it was like, yeah. uh, it still looks like a 100% video. tell that that was artificial. Uh, and so I don't think Google needs to lean in and try to do every little trick 
Make a great just video it, camera. Just make it good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Use make what it you've good. done with your your photos. Let this let the machine learning and stuff on this phone go nuts. Right. And that and make it. That's t- the key do right what you there did with photos yeah. with video. That's well, the that's key. It. Is that for, from a marketing standpoint, consumers need to know that hey, go buy this phone, point and click. Because right. that's I mean that was the camera craze when DSLRs yes. first became big and all that. Hmm. Point and click. People want to point and click, and that's where the machine learning comes in and. That that's all that matters because honestly, the whole Apple stuff video. I, I edited a video for a friend a while back. She had filmed with uh, uh, her iPhone, and I'm like, "Man, this video looks great." That's all people care about. They yeah. just, she's like, "I didn't do anything. I just point, so like, push, we, click, the button, push the button. Let it be smart enough to understand right. the lighting." Which, the yeah, scenario, which Google already looking. does with photos. All right. they need to do is put it in the video. Just do it with video. Well, like we've we've been filming all of our giveaway videos. Which, by the way. Didn't even mention it. I know we, we breezed well, we, right past. We normally it. we normally don't talk about it on the podcast because it's kind of. But I mean, we talk about the news, so this is news. Uh, we hit our goal of two hundred thousand subscribers. Yep. In our on the run to two hundred k giveaway powered by Media Tech. Um, but we've been filming all of those little update videos on uh, the Pixels, and I've, we've been using Pixel my four XL yeah. most of the time. We did one with a five A. Like think. yesterday, we were setting up to film this little update after we had tried to film it in the morning, and I just epically failed. Yeah, it was rough. I told him tired. To just get out. <laughs> Robbie was just like, "You're out. done. Get out. You're done here. Get You're wasting my, my time. Look, You're wasting your time. My time's too valuable." Get out. You're making but me sick. We filled, really. we That's came part back. part of how the we, conversation None of that happened. We were all just really hungry. We were hungry and tired and trying to rush it, and it just didn't work. So we came back, filmed it. It was afternoon sun, the way the sun hits on this building. It was kind of dim in this corner. And I was like, do we need to turn the light on? You're like, no, it looks great. And I went, like, whenever I watched the footage, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. it's it's already pretty good. It's pretty good. And so and them making is, it when, even better will they be amazing. Pixel 4XL, there was zero talk about video. I think they've like quietly made it really good. I think they have. Because you, you've pointed stuff out, oh, and I'm like, oh, man. Very I, crisp. I haven't owned a Pixel in a little the while. One, I'm like, man, the, the one behind the scenes we did good. for Patreon, remember whenever he was sitting next to me, you kind of rolled over in your chair, and I turned over and filmed mm. you, and it, like, it was crisp. Yeah, and I'm just and like. And that was filming full HD. That wasn't even eight, That wasn't even 4K. But that's like that's them fixing stuff in software over time mm-hmm. with really antiquated hardware, honestly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the processor's not lined up to do probably what they would like to do. The sensors and the are sensors old. the sensors are really old. Yeah. So it's like, you're, you're bringing all the new hardware. And again, like they clearly wanted Tensor to come out with Pixel 5. They've been sitting on this for a while. This is not like three months ago they threw this together like this has been stewing they've been thinking about it and and now you've got all this hardware pieces together you've got this chip that's going to allow them to do the stuff they want to do and it's like i i am expecting big things but i'm most nervous about video yeah i really am i'm I'm, I'm nervous about that and i'm nervous about loading up PUBG honestly for the first time Mm -hmm. i know that sounds super nerdy no 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 no, no. that's i just want to see that i can click because i know PUBG is weird like it's some certain it's processors. A new ARM processor. Yeah, here, it's so it's a new it unnamed. Do? Is it going to be like well, you can only play on crap levels right now just because PUBG's stupid yep. sometimes about stuff like that? Like yep. they're just dumb things that they do where I didn't I don't recognize this processor. Hopefully, since it's Pixel, it's Google. Yeah, that, so they've gotten yeah. this stuff out to developers and they know yeah. like oh, okay or well they, and, and and since they're pushing this so heavily, yeah, that's my hope. But those two things are what make me most nervous. Like those are the first two things I want to do: load up PUBG. And then take a video. <laughs> I know that's silly, but like if it does those things right, the rest of the hardware I can tell you is going to be awesome. I mean, we've talked about iterative hardware uh, before uh, on this podcast. I'm not really worried that the hardware is going to be nice. Like, 
everyone go who's pick up any cell phone at the store <laughs> yeah, right nice. now. They're all nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all they're, fine. The, yeah. the screens are all good. Like I picked up the the Pixel Four, not the XL. The Four we used it for. What did we use that for yesterday? Uh, we were doing. We were uh, recording audio on audio one of them the, the other we day. We did the video. No, we didn't do the video. Yeah, no, we recorded the audio. Yeah. Audio. Yep. We picked them all up because they were, uh, half of them were they dead. We couldn't find one that <laughs> was charged. They all look the same. All same. Uh, how can you spot the difference? Yeah, I mean we've no got a bunch. Of, we got a bunch of pixels that we're always like, which one is this? I don't know. I don't know. Turn the it on. Like speckly back one is yeah. the five. That's the only way I know. <laughs> yeah, we keep the five A in a case because then it looked anyway. I still uh, don't know the difference. Like I put one of them on my wireless charger and it charges, and then the other one doesn't. But I don't know which <laughs> one's which. <laughs> yeah, uh, right, so well. there won't be any of that with the Pixel Six for sure. Uh, and so yeah, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so I was messing around with it, and I was just like. Oh wow! That for some reason Gboard feels yeah. better on this thing than other things, and so we pass it around. It's like it does. Not I don't to talk. The haptics are yeah. really good, but it seems just it's fluid. More fluid. Yeah, it's not like it's faster. It's just mm. more fluid. But that's a I mean, two-year-old phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And other than it's got the issue, this one's like we we let it live on the wireless charger like for like two months. Yeah, it just stayed. It there. expanded. And that was our. Yeah, that was probably our fault. I think it, I think the heat over time, over and 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 over handled Joe's phone a couple times you know you take it out of the case and hold it it's like they were nailing hardware back then yeah, like the, nice. the hardware feels nice every OnePlus phone I've picked up in the last however long feels awesome Samsung phone feels awesome dude the Nexus 6P felt awesome yeah so it's I like mean, I'm not I am zero concerned about oh is the screen going to be good enough yeah it's probably the same screen that goes on Samsung's latest because it's a uh, what is the type of panel with the 120 the, hertz that, that can go? Oh, oh the, I thought you were the talking glass about the glass. is Corilla Glass Victus, and then it's the one that can refresh down to 10. Yeah, oh, 10 frames, yeah. but it's variable, called, but, variable yeah, but it's a certain stuff, type yeah. of OLED screen, and it's the same thing. It's in a Samsung, so it's going to look awesome. Like the screen's going to be mind-bogglingly good. Are those AMOLED? Yeah, that? they're all AMOLEDs. Yeah. Um, I can't think there's Whatever. a there's a something okay. OLED anyway. Uh, but you know, like that that stuff, I'm not concerned about the, the the feel of the phone. Even all the reviewers, again, they the people that got a hold of this, I trust these guys. If it if there was something out of out of proportion, they would have been like, "That was really weird," or "That's kind of odd." Screen looked They're like, all like screen was doing this weird thing or hardware something. feels great. Yeah. Like this thing's gonna feel awesome in the hand. Screen's gonna be awesome. I hope the speakers are really good. I don't who knows, but it'd be cool if it had nice full speakers. Um, but honestly, that's not a huge deal, you know. But Google seems to pay attention to most of those things pretty well. And they have, I think, since like Pixel 2. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, the screen on the Pixel 2 wasn't the best. That was a dumb decision. But oh, the overall hardware was great. The overall hardware, aside from the dumb bathtub, bathtub notch on the 3, was excellent. The 4 was excellent. And for what you're paying, like the 5A feels excellent. Like they, they just feel good. Like they're, they're thoughtfully made and the hardware... It's Google, like they just—that's what they do really well. We've talked about it with uh, the Pixelbook Go and very cohesive. Yeah, like yeah. they thought about it and put it in people's hands. And like you can say what you want about the Pixel Buds, I don't like them as is earbuds, but like holding the product, they don't feel cheap. Like they're they're and even the A series that are cheaper don't feel cheap. Like 
you put the right pieces together and made sure you made choices that didn't compromise the overall feel. So zero concern whatsoever there. It's really going to come down to the main stuff that I would need my phone to do. Is it going to do? Because if it does all the, the googly tricks, uh, really cool, and then can't play the games I wanted to play or chokes when I'm you know multitasking, that's no good. But I'm not really worried about that either because even the Pixel 4a and its little 730G processor on general tasks mm-hmm. moves around just fine. Like, and that's a terrible processor with low end specs. And so, I doesn't feel like there's too much to worry about. I just want it to smash it with video. I really do. LTPO, uh, by the way. LTPO. Ah. That's what I was looking for. I knew. It just means adaptive. It's adaptive. Yeah, it's the adaptive yeah. refresh. It's liquid but, crystal something, something. But the LTPO is exactly what Samsung uses as well. I think it's what's in the OnePlus 9. Might be well. the exact same, the same panel, panel. honestly. Uh, let's be honest. They, they've worked with Samsung quite a bit on this phone. Yeah. So. so so you mentioned some of the landing pages. We, I think we can just link that stuff. If you want to, like, there's so much out there on this phone. Yeah. Um, uh, the, but you've got them saved if people do want to go see yeah, these pages. Yeah, so well, this, that'll be linked. Um so that you can actually go and you can download those landing pages. Uh, but they, they highlighted some cool stuff. And so when we talk about like, ooh, cool pixely stuff, I'm scrolling through here. So uh, we kind of got this. Remember, what was it? Was it Pixel 2 where there was the gate or the fence and they, they raced the yeah. fence out yeah. for the baseball player? Like yeah. everybody remembers that. Magic it, eraser or yeah, whatever. Everybody yeah. wanted that thing and it never showed up. Uh, in a different form, it looks like it is showing up um, with this with this camera. So they're doing it more for people photobombing. So they've got a picture of a couple walking down the stairs and there's just people at the top of the stairs uh, with them. And, you know, it's smart enough to just erase them and fill in the clouds behind. Um, so that's the magic eraser. Um, and then the... Da, 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 da. So the, uh, in that, they also showed performance. Uh, and they said they quoted as 80% faster. Oh, there's your... Yeah, so LTPO is right there. Um, so they, well, they quoted as 80% faster. I did some maths. Ooh, let me see if my maths line up. Do you still have that, uh, what was the uh, Geekbench scores? So I did my math, and here's basically how you would calculate this. You would multiply whatever you got, whatever you're comparing to by 1.8. or one, Yeah, 1.8. So if you're saying it's 80% faster, you need the, the thing that you're faster than plus, plus the, 80%. the, the 0. 0.8, 8%. Uh, 80%, sorry. And so um, I looked at Pixel 5 because that's what down in the – numbers they're comparing it to pixel 5 which at first i was like oh pixel 5 sucked uh like the hardware was great but the 765g was okay it was a very mid-range processor but 80 percent is a lot of boost and so i started looking pixel 5 scores are kind of all over so they ranged anywhere from 600 to 900 in single core so i took 750 mean uh, and then multi-core was 13 to 25, so I went to 1,900. And then you do the 1.8, 80% increase, we got 1,350, which is a little high, uh, versus what really is, is showing up right now. And then 3,420, which is, again, six, what, what 700 the, high. What are the numbers over there? So 1,041 and 2,731. And so I was like, those numbers are smashing the 888. So the 888s, I found, was getting about 1,100 and 3,500 uh, if I looked around long enough. And so... You know, uh, if the 80% increase is true uh, over time, once we get production units in hand and real tests being able to be run, it's probably going to be, just like we're saying here, uh, in real world, it's probably going to be somewhere near the 888. And honestly, that's that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, that's that's tons and tons of, of horsepower that most people don't even use. And so add that to the, the fun camera tricks it's going yeah. to be able to do. 
uh, yeah, there's just uh, all, all these details are, are in these landing pages, and we have them saved as total pages. You click them, you'll download the file, double-click it, open that in Chrome, and all the assets are there. With It's just one big page, one for the 6 and one for the 6 Pro. You can see it from some extra little angles and all that kind of stuff, which is which is kind of cool. And where um, do these come from? Carphone Warehouse, which I look back. They're, they're regular, like years ago. They've been... Pixel 1. Yeah. I remember being in Florida in that two days before the event. It was uh, October 2nd, before the original 10.4 uh, Google they, event. Were they out of Germany or... Yeah, they're somewhere in the yeah, EU. EU. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, they, they are they, they they are notorious the for this. <laughs> Yeah, it almost feels like it's on purpose. Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, we don't care. And then the other one uh, was a leak. I think that Brandon Lee. Uh, this uh, this this is tech today. This right? is tech today. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it was like a training guide kind of thing. And in it, there was just a couple interesting things. Oh, that, that, that we had cool. seen before. The the cameras are actually quite a bit different. Uh, more different than I think that we thought. Because um, in my mind, it was. Pixel 6, Pixel 6 Pro, same cameras, Pixel 6 Pro Has gets one 4X telephoto. Yeah. Boom, done. Uh, not quite that simple. So <clears throat> Pixel 6 is an 8-megapixel front facer versus the 11-megapixel in the Pro. Um, so the, the Pro is going to have a better front facer. Uh, both of them get the 50-megapixel wide-angle main sensor. So ultimately, most of your point-and-shoot pictures are going to be the same. Um, so don't fret there if you're thinking about the 6. The the Pixel 6 gets a 12 megapixel ultra wide, which we knew. The In this training document, it says the Pixel 6 Pro exclusives are a 48 megapixel telephoto at 4X, which we knew, but an 11.1 ultra wide, which is lower megapixel count that's capable of recording 4K, which would I haven't seen that before. So mm-hmm. it is clearly a, a little bit of a different sensor that they're going to be able to leverage doing 4K video for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. They're, why wouldn't you just put the same... I know you want to give pro some some extra stuff yeah. um, and if so, that sensor allows 4k then yeah there's yeah. something some way that this this works so you could do 4k in wide angle uh, which is pretty dope and ultra wide I'm sorry um, uh, oh the new camera features that were mentioned in this you can de-blur faces so if you don't know this when you take photos with pretty much any modern smartphone camera it's going to take 10 to 15 photos all at once yeah. uh, and then it Based on its, you know, the, the algorithms it uses, it puts those together in the way it thinks is going to be most pleasing. And so that's why Apple's photos look one way, yeah. Pixel photos look another way. That's why we say Pixel fix it. Yeah. I mean, it just it's just going to figure it all out. And so you just point it and shoot it. And it, it's not doing that with one photo because the hardware is so magnificent. It's taking a bunch of photos at all sorts of different settings and then it's figuring it out. Like it's, it's mind boggling that that's a thing. But computational photography is what it is because of Google, because of Pixel. And so, you know, I, when they're doing that, they, they can now do some other tricks because they have on-device machine learning. And so one of those is if there's one of those photos where the kid you're trying to take a photo of, the face isn't blurry, but the main photo that they're going to use to kind of adapt the photo from is blurry, they can just move the face in there and de-blur the face for you. Uh, that, Pixel that, fix it, yeah, man. That's, that, yeah, I mean, that for those of us that got kids, that that's a huge deal. Like. It's hard to get kids sit still for just a second, take the photo, especially if the lighting isn't perfect. If the lighting's perfect and the shutter's fast, it doesn't matter. But right. Like if the way we're sitting in here, you try to get a photo of somebody. I mean, it, blur is annoying. So fix blur, erase photo bombers, uh, and then the motion mode is the the other thing that's. I don't know exactly what that is. Yeah. Like they try to describe it. The picture they show in that landing page is a couple standing in front of a uh, Ferris wheel, 
and it's it's going, it's moving. Uh, it looks like they took a photo of them and did a long exposure on the back. Maybe that's what it does, but I, from what I, it says, something about it, the background's still moving, so like you could see the waves of the clouds moving, which would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, if they can if they can add motion, like you take a picture and the person, the subject is still, and there's motion, like the trees Subtle motion moving. Subtle Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's going to be like a video or anything. To kind of give it that effect of uh, like time lapse where there's a still yeah. object in the front and everything's time lapse. Or if they could figure it out to where you could take the photo and it says, okay, hold the camera still. And it's done capturing the people so much. And it's really trying to like do a time lapse or not time lapse, but a long exposure yeah. of something in the background. It, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to ex- understand from, cause again, these are internal <clears throat> marketing things. Like they're not, this wasn't meant to be the thing that explains everything to you. This is, Hey, here's quick shots of something so that you remember to tell the customer about this. Um, and then accurate, authentic portraits. And they show that on the landing pages. There is, a. uh, uh an example of this, just them showing the portrait mode. And I'm like, of course, I mean, every time the pixel comes out, the images they show on stage and stuff look amazing. Um, and I've, I've caught some just amazing pictures. I had the four XL with me in Germany and I look back at those photos sometimes. I'm like, Holy moly. Some of these are, I've got a photo from, uh, last fall, my brother with his, daughter yep, I know exactly like what you're talking about. Her, like kind of like holding her up and her hair's like kind of and i did portrait and i did the zoom lens and i was back and i just snagged like four or five photos yeah, real quick and one of them looked straight up like a i mean dslr professional photo yeah i was it's, looking it's through some of my photo memories that popped yeah. up the other day and i don't remember i'm not sure which yeah. one it was but just the the selfies and like the the portrait mode selfies and stuff I'm like man clean i've you know, this takes decent pictures, but there's ne- there are never any photos I take with the OnePlus where I'm like, oh, man, yep. that is crispy. And that's that's what I think bothered me the most the other day. I was like some of my Google Photos memories came up, and I was looking through, and I could tell. Immediately, yeah. yeah. I can look at them and tell that those aren't pixel photos. Yep, we like, were, we had, are they uh, soft? Are they no, ex- overexposed the di- or oversaturated? I, I am color deficient, so the undersaturation of them. Like, I don't mind colors looking more realistic. There's just something about the way that the pixel chooses to to add contrast that's vibrant mm-hmm. that's without what it looking is. stupid. That's what it is. Because our eyes are really, yeah. really good at contrast ratio. Like our, our natural eyes. Like our eyes don't crush shadows. Like yeah. we see we see stuff that cameras have a hard time with. And I feel like for me, the the pixel phones do a better job at capturing like what I'm seeing. And yeah, they they pick up some stuff and make some artistic choices but like it's a better representation to me yeah because yeah. i was scro- i was scrolling through some and we my daughter had like a christmas show one year with the the school that she was going to and, and i was just scrolling through photos and as soon as i hit those i was like i knew they were pixel i mean and we were just we were in like it was in the american legion so it's like yeah. all crazy bright lights and all what you know and i'm like yeah. Those photos are amazing. Yeah, I mean they are. We we brought our DSLR and then never took it out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. it's it's their algorithm. Well, do you do you all remember? I think it was the Pixel Four event in New York. Whenever they had that photographer um, come up, can't and her name. Yeah, I yep. remember her name, but I was sitting here trying to think of it. But the one thing that they talk about a lot in that presentation, if you go back and watch it, is skin tones. Oh yeah, and, and that, how much of like when we take photos. Half the time, I will probably way more of the time, it's of people. Oh, and yeah. so if you can nail skin tones and get skin tones right for all different types of skin tones. I mean, we know this when we sit down to film a video. Excuse Gabriel and, and Robbie and me all have 
very different skin tones. So whenever I film them, you know, I have to, I have to correct them differently. And for the pixel to just always figure it out and in, in, in my opinion, always kind of nail it yeah. is, is really remarkable because skin Lieberbitz. tones are, yeah. yes. There you go. So yes. I'm pulling Incredible up Incredible photographer, by the way. Because Joe missed these these landing pages. Uh, he yeah. was traveling back. Uh, let me see. Because there's one they talk specifically about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my God, look at that photo. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, wow. But that's, oh yeah, it's got also has a 94 degree ultra wide uh, front facer too. So that. Perfect. I love that on the 3XL. Oh, dude, the it had It had one regular and then one, like. They had that big bathtub, and that's all they did is put two cameras. Hey, but it, I used it always, on that phone a lot. Always put the wide one on selfie cameras. Always put the wide one. Why would you ever not put a yeah. wide angle? Unless anyway? it distorts or something, which these don't. So, um, But, yeah. So there's the face focus thing. But that's where they're talking about accurate nuances of skin yeah. tones. Yeah, like, I mean, look yeah, at look at that. Yeah, look at that. And so I highly uh, recommend you downloading these that is, pages and looking. This that is, the is amazing. S- um, I think that I'm, I'm going to share pro. that on, I'm going to do a screenshot of that and share that on social. Cause that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, <laughs> the, again, this is in the past with the four that that was them doing that all with older, Old you know, hardware, older hardware and, and, a, and a processor that and the software that wasn't allowed. So now trying to make it work, yeah. you know, with, with Qualcomm, there. what was that? 855. And so now it's like, yeah. All those barriers are down. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Now what are we going to see? Like, holy moly. Real stoked. Obviously, we are incredibly excited about this phone. We, um, we're going to know more next week. But for right now, we're going to take a quick break for an ad, and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. This episode is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. Is your school district going one-to-one? Do you manage thousands of Chromebooks or other IT assets like projectors and smart boards? If so, you'll want to listen to this. Visor is a Chromebook management solution that seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system, now including PowerSchool. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents all in one click. To find out more, do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks, or click the link in the show notes. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. We had to take a slightly extended break there because the Mac book that we used to record the podcast decided to do an update. Yeah, totally just, just stopped what we were doing and reset itself. Um, so then we pulled my other desk over here to create Joe's mega desk. Yes. And got as soon up. as I got it all set up, <laughs> the Mac turned back on. Yeah. So, Ooh, fun stuff. Not Chrome OS not updates. Not Chrome OS. Exactly. Exactly. Chrome OS is like, I've got to update now. Okay, fine. I'll take eight seconds. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, anything else on the Pixel stuff? Well, I guess we could mention real quick the watch and the fold. Yeah. Um, I, I put out a piece this week just on the silence that has <laughs> enveloped the uh, Pixel watch. It's, uh, not it's a bummer. Good. No. Uh, Max Weinbach 
put a tweet out and people made like news posts about it um, as if he was reporting something. He he was just, I think, just saying like, it looks like the Pixel Watch has been delayed, but he's like, could show up like next week, could show up next year. Don't know. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, let's was, be honest. It's Google. I mean, yeah. they could be like, hey, we're, you know, we're just not going to bother with that. And then mid-January, well, hey, here's a watch. Yeah, there's a blog post. I mean, like, I, or I.O. or developers got something. They yeah. just they just they, they do could that. bring it to CES. You never know. That'd be um, dope. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I, that doesn't seem like their whole thing. I'd love to see Google get into some kind of hardware at, at CES. Stuff yeah, at they've CES. never done that, yeah. right? Yeah. Other than they they some they Nest do stuff. A, yeah they lean more towards Was highlighting it? their partners at CES. Wasn't but the first it, Nest Hub at? CES? Mm-hmm. No, nope. all the hardware's always been somewhere else. They had like, that huge they have Nest. That was the prod- year we got one. Though. Yeah, yeah, they had that one. huge Nest product set up that had all the different Nest and uh, Google Assistant products, but they had the ride, which is where yeah. that was where we got the free. That's Nest right. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Super weird. But, um, yeah, it just doesn't not looking not looking great. I can't. Kids. I just can't imagine it's a show scenario where uh, they somehow like there are videos online right now of how to assemble and disassemble the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro. Like, full-blown, taking the whole thing apart bit by bit. So, to leak to, like, MKBHD tweeted, he's like, there are leaks, and then there's Pixel leaks. Like, who who has a teardown video? You know, like, anyway. Uh, so, if a company that just can't keep themselves from leaking stuff in in this way to somehow magically have found a way to shut all the leaks down for the Pixel Watch, that seems... So unlikely and so ridiculous to to consider. Now that being said, if if they talk about it, they that could, would be awesome. They could say, "Here it is." But what I it looks did like. notice on. Um, let me find my post here. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Where Something about the watch. Uh, well, no, it wasn't about the watch. It's just the way that Google is positioning the Pixel 6. Uh, oh, the event? The event yes. page, the way it's named. And I hadn't seen this fall until... Fall event, right? It just says hard... Pixel 6... Fall, uh, Google Pixel 6 um, fall... No, crap. it's just Pixel fall launch. Pixel fall launch. Yeah. But did you see the, the little subtitle on... <clears throat> uh, here, let me see. Excuse me. On YouTube, it says... Dag on it. Maybe it's not... I can't remember. Uh, what was I? Where did I see this? Um, hold on. Let's see. Let me go to that. That's no good. That's not it. Is it on the Pixel event page? I thought it was on the YouTube. Like the the thumbnail for it. Let's click this. Let's see. Let's see. And now it just says Pixel Fall Launch. I swear there was a, something where it was like Pixel Fall Launch, and then underneath of it it said. You know, introducing... I think they've changed oh. this thumbnail. What is it this? We're officially introducing the Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. Yeah. It, but it was like a, a subtitle on... Right. Like, I feel like they might have changed this, but anyway. Screenshot everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it was basically saying, like, I don't know, the subtext felt very much like this is... Yes, they're calling it Pixel Fall Launch Event. It feels very much like they're like, nope, we're here to talk about these phones. Because this uh, is what's the hashtag is Pixel Six Launch too, right? Uh, so I just, I don't know, because at first it was like, what Pixel could mean Pixel Fold and Pixel Book Pixel and Books and Pixel, and Pixel Clips and like well, okay, well, always with the. Clips. I love mentioning clips, man. <laughs> I wonder how many of those they sold. Eight. <clears throat> We should get uh, some. We should get some just to have them. You can get them on Amazon. Let's buy them. I don't all. want. I don't Let's want go. any part of Let's that. Let's go nope. buy them and do them as giveaways. 
<laughs> he will send them back. You want this stinking turd of a piece of hardware? <laughs> it's going to take pictures of you randomly when you probably don't want talk it to. About, talk about privacy in the home. <laughs> how about this clip? Now, this camera is always going to watch you. I can't you imagine always. how they... Wh- who thought <laughs> who that was, was going to be a good was, idea? Who was sitting in that meeting pitching that? And they were like, the next evolution of Google products yeah. in the home. A camera that's always on. Yeah. Then like, uh, maybe we should just make security cameras. Maybe that's a better idea. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is what I'm thinking of. The description for the live stream video says, on October 19th, we're officially introducing you to Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's on what's on Seems the landing page, too. And dry. Yeah. So. Now, might they, might they tease something? Maybe yeah. tease the fold or tease the watch? And coming, maybe. you know, coming later... Or coming in 2022. Sure. You know? I could see that. I could see a quick... No. Fo- a quick. I'm going to go the other way it. and say, no, they're not going to. Yeah. I don't, I, it doesn't seem likely right yeah, now. Yeah. If they don't know, uh, and if like the fold is still completely conceptual, like... Well, that... I just no think sense. from a business and marketing standpoint... The fold let's feels sit, like Let's weird. see how the 6 and 6 focus, Pro do. Focus uh, on this launch yeah. and make this launch as crystal clear as possible for consumers. They need to wa- launch a watch, though, because you've seen uh, TickWatch's new Pro 3 Ultra yeah. is being branded the best Wear OS. And I'm sure it's great. I, I love my TickWatches, but I'm sure it's awesome. But Google needs to make a flagship watch, period. Yeah, yep. well, it should happen. And I think yeah. they know that. I really do. Uh, I think that they understand that. The, I, yeah, it feels like Wear OS three has got enough of the kinks worked out that it's yeah. it's time to say, all right, let's let's make Wear OS. It doesn't have to be exceptional. Let's make it good. But for you know? for Google, they, I think they don't need to launch a watch if it's not powered by Tensor. Nope. From this point forward, you don't uh, need to launch any hardware without yeah, Tensor, which uh, would greatly explain why they probably won't do it for a yeah, little bit. And if they can't get them fabbed for the watch, then cool, wait, hmm, do it with fine. Tensor. You need to put out the watch with Tensor. I just like, sank in my chair right there. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there's a chance, and the same thing with the fold. If for whatever reason they need a, a different, slightly different version of Tensor for that fold, and yeah. that, that means the chip yeah. shortage is going to push it out a little bit. Wait. Just, just totally. wait and do it. Uh, and I do agree. Uh, you know, you said like the marketing of this. I thought for a long time, like if they're going to announce a Pixel Fold, like does that take away from the Pixel Six and Pixel Six Pro? And mm. to me, it, it does a little bit because for someone like me, I'm like <gasps> Pixel oh, Six fold. Pro looks cool, but oh, but the foldable fold. Pixel, yeah. like the all news, of a sudden, my you've changed the news cycle, right? And right. My, my focus leaves the the these current phones that you're clearly very proud of. And starts thinking about what if or are you going to launch this in like December? And then what am I well, going to do? Well, maybe I'm going to hold off. I'm right. not going to get you think about you exactly. think about when we went to Lenovo's booth at CES uh, when the Duet came. I think yeah, it was at the Duet. What what device do you remember the most? Not Chromebook, just device. Do you remember? Most? I remember that folding well, screen folding thing. thing. Right, X one carbon. Right, foldy foldy. That's right. what you remember. The, with the little keyboard that yep. fits inside. That's we were what like, you remember. remember, we were speculating yep. like, what would this be yep. like with yep. Chrome OS? And they could do. If they wouldn't have shown us that, we would have only remembered the Duet. Yeah. Well, that and you dropping that 12-pound steel ball on top of that one that device. Was that was so cool. That was fun. need to find that video. That was really cool. Yeah. But, but yeah, that and, I mean, Google needs to hit a home run with the 6 so it can it can concrete its place as a actual cell phone manufacturer. Then it can say, hey, Here's look what else. Thing. We made yeah. this great phone. Now we're doing something new. Yeah, right. totally. It doesn't totally. even have to be the six fold. It can just be the pixel fold yeah. and then yeah. fold two. Yeah, fold, I think. Yeah, whatever. as we're talking this out, I think. Uh, yeah, this the all pixel bend. Just, That's what I want. I want the bend. pixel bend. <laughs> pixel bend book. Pixel bend fold. Fold is so pixel foldy boy. Yeah. 
Pixel Foldy Boy. The Pixel That's Roll. That's official name. Okay, all right. Enough of enough of Pixel. We could talk about it all day. Let's talk about <sighs> uh, let's talk about an event that happened already that uh, we sat through. We watched the entire keynote. Really excited for Acer to announce some Chromebooks, and then there was nothing. In we the love you, Acer. We love you. Yep, we do. But just let us know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like watching their events. Their their event production and the the like teaser videos that they have yeah, are like really good. next level. Yeah. They are all so good. Did you all watch any of the stuff before the actual mm-hmm. presentation started? Yeah. Those little videos, and, those were cool too. Asus is the same way. Like they, oh, yeah. they have these Gosh. really high production sizzle videos. Like they're so good. The CX9, uh, I think of it falling down yeah. in that thing. Yeah, they're yeah. like the Samsungs of the P- PC yeah. space. Yeah. The, it made good videos that way. And but the Predator yeah. stuff was awesome. I mean, I'm glad I sat and watched it because it was cool. And the Vero yeah. stuff that they're doing is really interesting. I looked. I think the uh, somebody posted the price on that Predator uh, projector. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ooh, I want that for my golf simulator. Oh, yeah, you do. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I want to say it's like two grand or something. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think the price is official. That was like a leaked price and something. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was... And the gaming stuff is always like it's cool to look at. Like, yeah, I'm, but it's we're, just not my thing. We're not going to yeah. write anything about it. No, no. I mean, it's so, like yeah. when we was Acer the gaming chair or Asus? Was that Acer? I think that uh, was Acer. Acer does yeah. the Predator chair. Yeah, the yeah. Big, when the big. we we sat in that, that was so much fun. But that has nothing to do with what. That's just one of those bonuses for going yeah. to see. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we get to sit in the Predator chair that costs. Yeah, Asus has the, Yeah, Asus has the rog <laughs> room where the whole entire yeah. room uh-huh. is just gaming gear yeah, set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but still, they announced some Chromebooks, and as yeah, part, as part of, of, that, of it, of, yeah, as part of the event, as part of the event, Chromebooks were announced. Yeah, four so, of them too. It's not like it was a small small no, thing. It wasn't. So. Uh, so so yeah, we'll get to the Chromebooks here in a second. But I have to say, we have an interview that will be coming out soon. That was special. This is this is something yeah, that really as a cool. small team, that yeah, this you know, will be one of those. Over the years, will be yeah, one of we'll, the highlights. We'll, ten years yeah, we'll from now, Unbox this. Media will look back and say that was a that was a watershed, yeah. just incredible moment. We're for a, us. we're yeah. a, we're a small team of of tech nerds who who love this stuff. And and are you cold, Joe? I am. I am got chilly. a little chilly. I am yeah, very, it's fine. I'm, it's I'm fine. Chilly. Food's on the way. We'll get there. Do I sound chilly or just no? Chilly. You're, <laughs> you're, si- you're either chilly or insecure. No, I'm dude. I am okay. cold. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Talking, talking no. about this interview makes me nervous. No. Uh, <laughs> it was amazing. We 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 had an opportunity to uh, get an exclusive interview with uh, Jerry Cow from the <laughs> leadership hmm, team yeah. number two at uh, at. I guess COO. number two. Probably. Yeah, we have one of them. He's number yeah. two. Uh, he's tier two. There might be more than one, but yeah, he's right there. Yeah, so. we got to we got to sit down and have uh, uh, <laughs> sit down. We sat down. They were obviously. Uh, I, we I, probably I think sat in down. Taiwan? Yes, uh, it was probably out? about nine thirty in the morning for them. I think they're twelve hours off. I believe, yeah, but we so. uh, we got an exclusive interview, which was uh, just yeah. I mean it. it just incredible that that uh, yeah, and I just want to say talk about one, one of the one of the biggest PC makers in the world and just a a household name from here to the other side of the planet and what a humble oh yeah just genuinely just awesome team to speak with. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about the COO of a, a huge company and just. It, yeah. it was like talking to talking to an old friend. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was really very cool. Very, very and, awesome. And Joe, Joe did an incredible job. Uh, Robbie and I kind of slid out and let let him do his thing. Super professional and just really, really yeah. good talking with them. So. It was it was it was an awesome experience. But we're gonna take we're gonna take that uh, content and get get obviously an article uh, put together from that. So yeah. 
uh, probably early next week. Just we'll just great conversation. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the chip shortage and, and how maybe that's affected their variety of chips that they're putting out this year. Um, we talked about the new media tech and it just some point blank. Like why, why no Chromebooks in the, yeah. in the keynote? Like why, mm-hmm. why was that a thing? And his, his answer there, I thought was, that's probably one of my most interesting takeaways. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It could just be marketing speak, but basically he was just like, look, people are buying Chromebooks. We're, we're not, we're not having to get these in front of people to where they're like, Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. It's I not an emerging that. market anymore. It's still an expanding, but it's not emerging. Right. By any and means. so yeah. they're like, eh, people are buying them already. If we just, get them on shelves it's fine like <laughs> right. that, that's going to be that's going to be enough and so obviously their whole concept d and all that kind of stuff like that's those are really those are high priced things that they need to really prove it, to people like you you want this innovative Promise, you do. very innovative yeah. you know trying something different yeah uh, they have i would a love very, to see one of those in oh, person yeah. that, that's Jeez, dude i'm yes. hoping at ces this are year those they'll have the, them. the the ones are, for graphic are, design yeah, or, yeah, yeah and they have the 3d different, screen different yeah. screen yeah. types and stuff yeah because i've i i I'll be honest most screens i've ever seen that are 3d um what do you call it? stereoscopic uh type yeah. screens look a little they they're look, fine and but like for me i see i can't imagine looking at it all day i that see like terrible. double stuff almost every now and then like if you kind of look off your peripheral you'll see like a I double on the side. you get like when you're looking through a chain link fence yeah. that kind yeah. of feeling yeah. like mm. I, I will say uh like there have been a couple times in the last year or so where we've been somewhere and we're looking for like a magnet for somewhere that we're visiting or whatever and part of like the greeting cards are there or whatever and they've got this it's the same tech i call it tech that you see in a postcard that you can you know move back and forth mm-hmm. and see stuff in 3d there's been some ones here lately i've picked up and looked at them like that's like magic looking like it it's, I don't know. They figured out how to, I, I, to redirect because basically what it's doing is that the top end of that surface is directing one image left, one yeah. image right. So your eyes are seeing two images just like we always do. And our brain will put that together into a 3D thing. And usually, you, even uh, even on a postcard size, it's so bad. You can't see the whole postcard in 3D. It's like the sides of it don't work, like only the center part. But I've picked up some recently. I'm I hold it up and I'm looking at it like, what in the heck? Like it looks like I can reach into this card and grab something. So I'm like, maybe the tech has just evolved. You know, it's it's not going to look like a 3ds or the uh, when I worked at Sprint, we launched the Evo 3D. Remember the Evo 4G was like one of the first big screen Android phones that people went nuts over. It was it was a cool phone. Um, and then they did. They were like, cool. Let's. Let's do something completely different. <laughs> Let's not iterate anything. Let's go wild. And they put two cameras on the back, and they put a stereoscopic 3D screen on the front of the thing. And so when you weren't playing around with the 3D effect, it had really low resolution because obviously you have to send half of those pixels left and half of those pixels right. So you get half the resolution when you're not using it that way. And then when you did, it was kind of like those older postcards where you're like... I, I kind of see it. it. <laughs> well, that's no good. Or the Nintendo 3DS. Like, uh, yeah, you yep. know, I get what you're trying to do, but Just it's not working really. No. So unless I look at it immediately and go, holy crap, yeah. that's not worth it. So some of this new stuff, maybe it could be. Yeah. Some um, of this new stuff could be. I hope if, uh, assuming, you know, the, the numbers are trending back downward again with COVID and uh, I think the Delta variants running out of steam, CES is still on. So we're planning on being in, in Las Vegas. Acer always has a very big presence there. 
should have those things there. We should yes. at least get yes. to go play with yes. 3D yes. Uh, screens yes. that maybe look awesome because yes. they're expensive. Totally. Expensive yeah, machines. Yeah, they're so, very, very pricey. And they're, they're aiming them towards professionals. Like, we want this to help you visualize your CAD designs and stuff better. Yeah. So I just I feel like it can't be janky because what is it, no one's going to pay that much money and be like, oh, cool, I can kind of sort of see this in 3D, but I'm going to turn that off. Like, so hopefully it's cool. Yeah. I, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I mean, it needs to be something that is collaborative and you can present 3D visualizations and things of that nature. I mean, you should be able to design and create and then s- interact with other people who are looking at it on the same type of screens and they can, yeah. you know, say, hey, no, well, this need, you know, you need to knock the corner of that building off. Or if like you yeah. were, I was showing you something that I just modeled and you're looking at my screen. I'm like, here, look at this, look at yeah. that. And you, and you turn it in space and you could better see or visualize what I'm talking about. Like, I, maybe it's that would be great for me because I, I have a hard time visualizing <laughs> things in 2D. I would I would love that. Still a bit fringe, but again, yeah, fringe stuff, innovative stuff, very cool. Makes the keynote, the Chromebooks that they've done, that they're like they're going to sell anyway. They're like these are <laughs> these things are <clears throat> selling like hotcakes. We don't even care. Now that being said, if anyone from Acer is listening, uh, you know they've got some really cool laptops like. Acer yeah. makes some, like I picked one up, we were down in Nashville and we were at an electronic store and I never see this laptop out, but we saw one of the first versions of this in CES a couple of years ago. They're super, it's the Swift line. Yep. I mean, crazy thin and light, like Make super duper. Chromebook like we that, Chromebook And it had a great looking screen and just really Acer nice Chromebook build quality. Swift. And yeah. it's like a pound, you know. Yeah, I mean, we LG want this Grams. from all, we, we yeah. want LG Grams, we want the HV, HP NVs and stuff like that. I so mean, I feel like HP's at least a little closer. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. Like the Elite C1030 and yeah. the X, like some of their nicer Chromebooks are pretty close to on par yeah, with that nice should be laptops. Acer's next step is they should fold uh, not the entire line, but a Chrome OS device or two into whatever their the premium stuff is. And we, we, we talked about this. Bring it into the gaming stuff, yeah. With Borealis I mean, and Steam coming, and we we can Predator talk, branded, we can talk yeah, a little absolutely. bit about that because I mean, he, but Predator wish. branded uh, Chrome OS devices. I mean, honestly, you know, Asus tried to do it with that uh, AMD Chromebook that they made. That was a sorry, Asus. No, it, no, yeah. knock, but that was a terrible. Yeah, effort. it's just <laughs> the the visual. It looks really cool, but I mean, you know, give me a. a Tiger Lake Chromebox with a Predator branding on it. Launch, and it has Steam preloaded Chrome on OS, it. Uh, keyboard, RGB keyboard with yep. it. Wired, fine. But, you know, got, kind of lean into it a little bit. And he, he alluded to this. I don't know if it was Jerry or he had a couple guys, uh, a guy and a uh, lady with him. Um, it was, it was, it, I, th- I can't I remember who said this almost part. almost certain we'd have to go back and watch. almost certain it was Jerry. Because uh, Joe just asked the question, like, you know, what do you see the next thing? Or where's the next move? Because you're making Chromebooks, great. What's, what's the next, next? thing yeah. with Chrome OS? And uh, they were very, obviously, they said, yeah, we can't say specifically. There's information we can't share, but there is a, I don't remember Something how Something we've it. worked very closely with Google on. Right. That, that, that Windows, we're, what we're doing with our Windows. Yeah. Kind and so of. it's like, it's okay, like, really, when you, the way he said it, and again, this will all be in the post, but it's like, okay, it's either this concept D3D yeah, screen thing. Yeah, they're either doing creator stuff Which or, makes no sense because the software's just not there. Like, right. it doesn't matter if you made a 3D screen on a Chromebook. Like, nobody's designing Could you imagine if you serve that from the web, though? 3D stuff surfing. Yeah, it, I mean, it, yeah. it could There's be cool, but yeah, but, but the stuff they talk about on that is like, it's mostly like CAD type stuff, oh, yeah. like 3D design stuff. They're just the, the software is not there for Chrome OS, but gaming's coming. Uh, Borealis is definitely coming right like, around have, the corner. Yeah, we have good reason to believe that 
before the end of 2021, there's at least going to be some, some beta testing type stuff where uh, it's going to be out. So, like, okay. how cool would it be if that was highlighted at CES? Yep. Because Asus and, and Predator Acer have, Chrome a, yeah, have a laptop. huge presence there. And even if they don't present any hardware, and that's what Robin and I were talking about, is you don't really have to present any new hardware. You take a Core i7 Chrome box. It's yeah. a gaming Chromebox. I mean, it's a gaming yep. box. Just put a new skin on the outside of now, it. What I, I would love to see, though, is not, not just saying, hey, we're going to take, you know, Tiger Lake and then even Alder Lake <clears> after <throat> that and make, you know, Predator Chromebooks uh, that are going to, because they, they'll play games fine. Yeah. They're going to slap Predator on there. I feel like it needs one little extra something. Yeah. And, you know, there there's been a lot of work done for, you know, discrete GPUs as well. Yep. So, like, bring all of those pieces together. Have these high-end Chromebook specs with a GPU in a box and you sell a keyboard yep. mouse that goes with it and boom, there's we your... We didn't even think about this either. Um, Acer has a very strong relationship with MediaTek. They have a lot of devices there. MediaTek has been working with NVIDIA to produce an ARM SoC that has a NVIDIA GPU on it. Yeah. I mean... I mean, that's, that's another Because when you're gaming too. and stuff, it's not about the CPU, it's about the GPU. That's true. I just don't know. I'm curious what know. Borealis is going to do with ARM. Uh, I think that would be the main hiccup there. Yeah, at this it point, depends. Uh, depends on how Borealis is going to work with ARM. Clearly, they're testing it on Intel stuff right now. Um, but either way, like I could definitely see Acer going that. Like that's the path of least resistance for them, and they spend a lot of money on on Predator stuff. And so, you know, they could make a little Chrome box with some RGB lighting on it, you know, or whatever. It doesn't have to be some big no. tower like. A little bitty. Do you like the box. little nooks that have like the skulls and stuff on yeah. them? Just have a big, Let's do something big fun. Borealis logo on the yeah. top or something, whatever. And yeah. then do either wired or wireless mouse and keyboard in your, you, they already make them, you know, just reformulate the keys so it fits, you yeah. know, Chrome OS. And we should, we should give Jerry a call next week and be like, hey, we just want to do a custom Chrome Unbox Steam box. Yeah. yeah. That would be really Let's cool. Do it. I like it. Yeah. And, and granted, you know, like Google's got to get, borealis out in front of people improve it uh, but the more uh you know like luke's been looking into a lot of this stuff for us and the more stuff he digs up the more i'm feeling very confident that this is going to be really good and be legit and mixing with that like if you go to crap where, where do you get lacrosse now uh developer dev probably? i think yeah you can get it in dev it's on by default in canary yeah, but. so it's making its way down the lacrosse is the the separated chrome os browser that likely we're going to see once, you know, we've just hit this gap with updates, 94 just rolled out, we won't have 95, they'll skip to 96, and from there, it'll be a four-week update cycle. My guess, 96, 97 is where lacrosse takes over. Like right. That's that's where, it, and most people won't even know. I don't I don't even nope. know if they'll make well, a huge Google deal about Well, Google will it. probably make a big deal about it, though, because you'll now, ha- you'll now have a multi-sign-in option. Oh, maybe, the, okay. That, so, that's a big deal. That is literally the yay. one... Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing that's all missing for, for a lot of peop- people who transition they, from Mac OS. They and, watched my video. Yeah, last that's exactly. Year. What, they're like, we need to do this for Joe. <laughs> we need to we're do this for to, Joe. We're going to rip out the entire browser. Yeah, that's fine. Ultimately, I think that the whole point of lacrosse is going to be uh, longevity for devices. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's it, a whole lot easier to just keep updating Chrome. Rather, all than the security having, risks come from Chrome, the browser, not Chrome OS. So, like Chrome uh, OS, kind of be its thing. And yeah, yeah. You're just no different than if you were running Windows Seven, and it's like, hey, you're not going to get updated. Yeah. Like it's okay. Just make sure your software is all up to date and, and it keeps you secure. So, yeah. It'll it'll elongate the the mm. the uh, security cycles for these uh, for these Chromebooks and. 
Like that's a huge benefit. Multi-account sign-in is a huge benefit. And the crazy thing is if you use lacrosse right now, it's not even done. Like it's not fully baked. It's at the point, like every time I'd used it prior, like I could tell it's scrolling felt not quite right. Like been in Chrome OS for a long time. Like I know what it, you know, two finger scroll on a Chromebook should feel like. And it wasn't quite right. Uh, like pinch zooming wasn't working and all these, all the little things you don't think about. None of that's the case now. Right. Nothing. Like even the way, like it's to a pixel, the exact same look as Chrome OS Chrome. Like it doesn't look any different other than your little faces up there. So you can switch profiles. Yeah. Cause if you looked at it when it, when it first became a thing and we discovered it and we could actually get it activated, it looked like a four year old version of desktop Chrome. Oh yeah. Very day. It wasn't even like desktop Chrome. It was old desktop Chrome. It's like, Hey, just find one of those old Linux builds and we'll use it. Yep. Yeah. So, and so the fact that they've taken Chrome, which is obviously essential, uh, centerpiece to the, Chromebook experience. You've taken that now and you've built a customized VM for that thing that is the probably, I'm arguably, no, it is. It's the most important thing that runs on a Chromebook. There's nothing more important than the Chrome browser on a Chromebook. Uh, You've taken it and you've put it into a custom VM and it's so good, I can't tell any difference. And at the end of the day, if all the pipes are lined up and everything's put in place the way it needs to be, there really isn't any difference no. at the end of the day when we're talking about VMs and the way they work on Chromebooks and Chrome OS. So if they can do that, and they've been working on Borealis for a while, like this isn't some thing they, they thought about cut last month or something. No, like it's this been has in, been, from what we understand, this has been probably been in the works for about three years, yeah. two to and three so years. If Borealis and its VM and its customized, you know, the same way that they're working on lacrosse, it's not like, oh, because I, I, I tend to think of uh, Android, the the Arc VM or Arc++, you know, the, the container there. Like sometimes you just run into compatibility stuff. It just, yeah. that didn't work or that was, a, that acts really strange. Or like, why does that do that? Or the thing's blinking over here, whatever. I resized my window and the whole thing freaked out or whatever. Or Crostini. Like I've tried to, I remember when Crostini first came along and Linux apps, I was like, ooh, I can go back to Inkscape. I start using Inkscape again and. It's like, well, that that behaves really weird, or that one thing, and that, if certain things you just want to be able to trust. And I was like, I just don't trust that it's not going to crash in the middle of working on something, and I'll lose my whole project. So, never really got into that too. And so, in my mind, it's easy to think Borealis is going to kind of be like that. Like, it's kind of like, eh, we're trying it, and it's Google. You know, they just tend to do this. Like, just throw yeah, it up and but- see what happens. I feel like Lacrosse is is helping my brain go. Nope, this is not going to be like. A bolted-on thing, this right? Is going and to be and a this is something. Yeah, they're working directly thing. with Valve on this, and this is like you said. This isn't just kind of a, a side project. This is something that could potentially make Chrome OS one of the largest gaming platforms. It w- it will make Linux the largest the, the, gaming platform in the world. It's it's uh, it's eliminating a, a massive barrier to entry. Absolutely. I mean, how many people have a gaming laptop to run and play these games at the, you know. Uh, frame rates and stuff that they want to. Now you can get a Chromebook, and I mean, yeah, they're gonna to get the proper Chromebook with you know, right. yeah, you're with the right specs. It, you're but, gonna you're gonna pay for it, but in comparison to a two thousand dollar gaming rig, well, I don't I don't want to paint the picture that way because that's that's not fair to the seven hundred dollar. I've got a I've got a uh, Windows laptop that I run my my golf simulator on. It's got a little I don't know Nvidia GTX. 
the 1080 Ti, I think, no, or 1060. No, it's 16 or 10. Oh, 1660. Yeah, it's yeah, that that's one. Yeah. The one that's like a step down or whatever. It, it, it does just fine. And if I launch Steam on that thing, I can play all my Steam games on it. It's just fine. And it was 600 bucks brand new. So I don't want to paint the picture like that gaming wasn't possible on these kind of devices mm. before. I could go get 30 to 50 frames a second on Fortnite. I do. I play Fortnite with some pretty high settings on it with my kids. And it looks awesome. So and I don't want to come across like, you know, this is this is going to reinvent the, the gaming mm-hmm. world. Like it's no. going to set the gaming world on its head. For Linux gamers, though, everything that, that Steam is doing with Proton, so this, this compatibility layer that they're going to launch on Steam Deck, which is an awesome product um, that I can't wait to see in December. Um, I think all of that is bringing the entire Windows library to you know, Chromebooks and it's, it's just going to open up this massive new spot for people that want Chrome OS, but would like to play some games. So it's, 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 it's maybe less about the price point and more about just meeting people with where they are with the devices they already have. Yeah. And so instead of me feeling like I want to play Fortnite with my kids, yeah, I got a perfect example. I've got to go buy a windows PC to go play that. If I'm going to play it on, you know, mouse keyboard kind of thing, or I can play it on a streaming game system, uh, GeForce now, which, Eh, works sometimes great and sometimes it's just really a headache uh you know it's it's those are my options versus now being able to go okay through i don't even know if you can get fortnite through steam actually it's the epic game store so oh. i don't even know if that'll work because this whole thing we got to remember too borealis isn't like oh put all your games every in here. game ever yeah. steam yeah um right. and so uh, but I, actually, I think you can get Fortnite through I Steam. You could. I can't remember. Uh, uh, Luke had said Fortnite in there. I haven't launched um, S- Steam over and, and Borealis might end up opening up too to other other gaming platforms. Like the Epic Store is not that different. Yeah, um, I don't see no Fortnite. Yeah, so I don't know because I'd said like, oh, finally Fortnite on Chromebooks, and I'm like, yeah. crap. Now that Ooh, I think about it, yeah. maybe not yet. I don't know. But but here's to kind of pull this back to Acer. Is Predator the largest like gaming brand? I don't know. Uh, raw, honestly, Rog is probably Rog. bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, but Predator is a large brand oh, in, yeah. in the industry, Absolutely. in the gaming industry. It would make total sense for Google to partner with either Rog or Predator and say, hey, we're rolling this thing out. We finally have Borealis ready. We want to launch it with you with a device. And they work right. on, you know, whatever device they want to put out. And that's what, and that's what Acer's working on. Awesome. I mean, who knows? Who knows what he meant by that? We we're we're yeah, reading we're, into it a lot yeah, here. Yeah, uh, he obviously. he didn't he didn't say anything about gaming. Just kind of what we said in the intro there. He was he was basically saying we're we've been working with Google closely to roll something out that we already kind of offer in our Windows line. And yeah, so, yeah. Stay tuned for the interview. We'll check that out. Let's talk about the devices that were announced. So four devices, one with yep. the new MediaTek, which is cool. Yes, that's the one I'm most excited about uh, is that getting the hands 514? on. Five fourteen. Yeah, but they're. Uh, I don't think all of them are like the availability is like here in the states, December, January, uh, in the EMEA. They're next month and some of them this month, I think. Uh, so yeah, it's a little, little backwards, which is very unusual. Which 
again, Riley brought up a good point. It could be supply chain stuff. We still have a lot of boats sitting out on the water right now. Uh, yeah. Supply chain stuff, uh, regula- regulatory stuff. I mean, well, you may not realize this. The regulations are different in every country, and some things have to pass through certain things here that they don't there and vice versa. So maybe they just haven't passed through because they go through FCC. They have to go through the Bluetooth stuff. They have to go through uh, the e- EP, whatever it's called, the Energy Energy uh, Star. It's EP, didn't it? Is it EP? Uh, I think it's just Energy Star certification. Yeah. Anyway, Is so, there a sticker right so, there? So, yeah, there's, there's no telling what yeah. that is. So energy star whatever that is whoever yeah, runs that whoever does that, on that one. Uh, yeah but they, yeah they got to go through all that junk in order to get here yeah uh, so so yeah you're looking at uh the one that we got and did hands-on with uh the 515 so 15 inch uh numeric keypad backlit keys gorilla glass trackpad uh 1080p screen the, the standard works uh nothing like crazy out of the ordinary there except uh acer has had a tendency to launch kind of mid-range 15-inch devices for some reason. Like my wife had the uh, a couple versions old one. The the it was alum- mostly aluminum, uh, but it was like the Pentium 4000 and 4000 and 42. I don't remember, uh, but it was underpowered. Like it was, she went from that big white uh, Acer 15 that had at least like the core. I think they did a Core i5 version of it. They had a black and a white one. Uh, this is way, way back. And I think it was like fifth gen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like, uh, and, and so they didn't do one for a little bit. And then they came out with this, this newer one and it had, uh, the Pentium in it. And it was just back when those small core chips were still kind of slow. Yeah. Uh, but she rocked it for a little while. Um, and, and it was kind of fine with it. And then, you know, she's moved on to now the Asus, uh, CX five. And I think it feels like they kind of saw that and went, Oh, people really, do want high end, more high end 15 inch devices. So this one has all the way up to a core i seven up to six. Like the one we're testing is 16 gigs of Ram and uh, 256 gigs of internal storage. And so, I mean, they're, it goes down to an i three. I think i three is the lowest one in it. Or do they do? No, they're doing Pentium? a Pentium gold. Okay. Yeah. Uh, both of their There's Intel Pentium devices, their Pentium gold, which are Pentium gold is super legit. Yeah, by they're, the way. they're powerful. Uh, yeah. Not much, not much all from the I, uh, the core i three. So, uh, Beast mode specs, uh, and then you got the 514, the Intel one. It's kind of same thing, same story. Uh, and I think their 14 inch devices. That's just their sweet spot. Uh, it's like a lot of people's sweet spot. It's a, it's just a good size. Uh, but it's going to have upward firing speakers on it. Um, can't tell uh, from the pictures, and they don't say. The 15 was a, a aluminum top, but all plastic bottom. I really hope that, that there's more aluminum because um, we picked up the 514 that has the AMD on, in it that was launched at yeah. CES last year. And man, it's just a well built device. It really like, is. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's Acer, the best Acer Chromebook from the outside that, that we've seen. Um, so I'm really hoping that's what the 514, this new 514 is. I'm hoping it's. They have a spin and a non-spin version. No, the non-spin's no. the uh, the MediaTek. So yes. this is a spin. Um, so I just I don't know. I hope it's not plastic bottom, um, and so it'll have same type thing. Huge array of specs, real high end if you want it. Um, we don't have specific brightness on the screens, and like the five fifteen, I think it was a two hundred fifteen nit anti glare screen, which is a bummer. Um, and the price point was a little. A little weird. Uh, Six fifty for a Core i three eight one twenty eight uh, fingerprint scanner on it, which that's nice. But a two hundred fifty nit screen for that kind of price, I just don't don't get that. Um, 
And so we don't know anything about the 514 from a screen perspective. Um, and then the other 514, super interesting. It's got the MediaTek Companio. Yeah, this was such a weird, uh, such an odd, and I mean, that's not a bad thing, but it's just odd to see these two group together with yeah. the, with the ARM processor. Very different. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, and it looks from the looks of it, I'm just going by pictures because that's all we got right now. Uh, the the Spin 514 does look a lot, it looks more premium to me than the than the 514 with the MediaTek, but the MediaTek one starts at, 400 bucks i think yeah i just i had to double check when i was doing it because i just freely assumed that the 314 would why is that crop like that the 314 was going to be the mediatek device which that's their jasper like right. device is but to see them put a mediatek device in the because the 500 series is that's more towards businessy professionally yeah. kind of devices so they're they have a landing page hopes, now for the uh, 514 and it's they're aimed like at college students and stuff okay so, okay um yeah it's yet to be seen this is the Companio 820 so it, as we've talked about it for a year at this point the mt uh, 8192 so yeah. there's an 8195 in the works that we know is going to be like that's snapdragon 865 range uh this is not that, uh, but it's much better than the 8183 that's in the Lenovo. So from what we can tell benchmark-wise, it should outpace the 7C. But the benefit here, just like we talked about with Pixel, is better integration. Like MediaTek's yes. been making chips for Chromebooks for longer to the point that I've messed with the uh, Duet, and we just finished a CM3 video not long ago. And uh, both of those devices, they feel a little bit they don't feel that much different than the Snapdragon 7C devices, to be frank. I mean, it just don't feel that much different. On paper, the Snapdragon 7C blows the 8183 out of the water. Right. I, I just can't tell it as much. Yeah, when we were filming the B-roll with the Asus. Yeah. You were like, let's like, do some performance stuff. I'm like, cool. And it was like moving around really yeah. nicely. Yeah. I'm like, huh. It's because not that yeah, bad. Because when you're looking at it from a average daily use standpoint that they, they aren't bad i mean we have the 10 e's at home and they're for what the kids do on them i mean they even run roblox really well you yeah know, which so, i mean it's an android game on an arm device but if i tried to take the asus and plug it into my monitor and do some heavy no oh, it's yeah. not but you're not buying a device like that to do that kind of stuff right. so and so that makes me think that if if on paper already the eight eight the campagno 820 uh, beats the Snapdragon 7C. Yeah, well, yeah, it's 820 it's, series is what yeah. they say. So just like the the MT8195 is the 1200 series, I could see it launching as a 1250, 12, and yeah. then they've tweaked this one thing, and it's, that's the 1270. It's just a 1200 series. So uh, I could see this chip being a really solid performer. Um, and Acer is one of the first. They were the first Chromebook with a MediaTek processor inside. So they've got a long-standing relationship with MediaTek, and I don't know. I'm super interested to get my hands on this one because I'm. I'd like to see what this this one will do. I'm sad it's not a spin, uh, since it's an Android. Uh, it's going to be a good Android device too. Uh, I'd rather have the ability to spin it back and play some games. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Because there's, yeah, there's that is odd. There's not Maybe a bunch. In the future. Um, there's Next not. There, there's not a bunch of 8192 devices out there that we're tracking, but. If it's anything like the 8183, they're just going to keep cropping up over the next year, probably. It's not like, oh, this is this chip for this year, and then we're going to do something else next year. Like, this chip's going to be with us for 18 months, probably. Uh, maybe longer because of the, the, the slog of the pandemic. So, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that one's super interesting. And then the the old three four is it three fourteen? Yeah, so it's a three fourteen. So mm-hmm. it's at gonna, Jasper Lake. Yeah, it's gonna be. Which I mean, we've talked about this. I think it might have done a video about it. Jasper Lakes small core processors are getting really really good. Yep. So Jasper Lakes uh, legit. Yeah, as long as this thing is priced right, this will be a good budget model because it's full full uh, full HD display up to a Pentium Silver, which is six thousand, which is a boss eight gigs of RAM. It's going to be a great device as long as that's the thing we need to see that changes because HP has a ton of these budgety models, but they get so close to the price of a flagship model. They're not worth buying. If they can, if they can push that gap to where you have $150, $200 difference between the two, like perfect example, the flex, which it's a large core, but the flex five, I there's a Pentium model, Pentium gold model. It's 400 and something dollars. You might as well buy the core. I one. Right, you know, but when it's on sale for two ninety nine at Best Buy right now, then it's a great deal. So right. that, that's what we need to see yeah, on these the, devices. It doesn't need to be a fifty dollar difference. No, it's not. No. When you're talking in that four to five hundred dollar range, fifty bucks isn't enough. Uh, and it this was a hundred or two hundred dollars. Yeah, this difference. was interesting, I guess, because this is kind of geared towards students. It has an HDMI port, which oh. the fourteen and down, you're starting. They're starting to get away from that, yeah. but this one does have that. So this will be a very very good device for students and even maybe just like have around the office or something. We, we don't yeah. have price on that one or do we have price on all? Yeah, we got price on all. So this one, that one, uh, battery fitty. Ooh. Um, I don't want to say <laughs> it says starting at four ninety nine. See, and that's the problem because at four ninety nine, it's not going to be the 6,000. It's going to be the quad core with four gigs of Ram and 64 gigs of storage. See, $500. It's too much. Yeah. $500. I can go buy a core. I three. There's always something. There's always going to be something on sale. That's, that's going to beat it performance wise. And probably when we start talking about Jasper Lake Chromebooks, they're usually going to have a subpar screen on them and plastic build quality. And so it's like, if you if you have budgeted your money and you got your money together and you're like I'm gonna go buy something and it's like hey for fifty bucks more for a device you're probably gonna have in your hands for multiple years at this point go get that one instead like there's this is on sale because there there's stuff always on sale now granted it could come out at five hundred dollars and just be one of those ones that perpetually discount yeah it's yeah. always at three oh it has that ocean glass touchpad that's probably I do like that they've they <laughs> make glass trackpads in all these yeah, um, which it's not really glass but it's called ocean glass oh, it's, it's made from recycled <laughs> ocean plastic Oh, okay. Well, so, which is cool. And and they did Acer's event. If you didn't watch it, you can go watch the replay. I think it's on our site somewhere. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So they put a lot of emphasis on eco-friendly, and uh, they have a whole new eco-friendly line of stuff. And th- what was the theme? Made for humanity. So, yeah. I mean, that that was their aim this year. But the uh, Campagno, the MediaTek device, starts at three ninety nine, which I think. I like oh, that. Oh, really? I like Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting a so. 500 level device. Hopefully, should be. <laughs> yeah. And Based it says on the name. <laughs> the the explanation in that one also says something about like an, a really bright screen or something yeah. like that. Mm. I remember. It's glass trackpad, aluminum lid at least. So yeah, yeah. like when they only when they say aluminum lid, probably, that tells me that's plastic. all that's aluminum. Probably yeah. 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 Which if it's done right, like I'm looking at the uh, Flex Five I in front of me here. Yeah, this it's fine. This isn't bad. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I, I still like uh, just put aluminum under the keys for me. Like put yeah. a plastic bottom on it. I don't care feels, about that. Feels nice under you. Yeah, it just you know, palms. and it and it's just rigid and more firm. Yeah. It just makes it feel more, yeah, uh, more betterer. More betterer. More. So, betterer. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna work on this interview that we did 
uh, obviously all of this release, uh, this event was covered on the site. We'll link all of that stuff. But stay tuned for this interview. I'm really excited mm-hmm. to get that out, and I think it's going to be um, an interesting chat uh, for you to 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 read up on. So, okay, I think that's it for today. For anybody who's listening that entered to win our giveaway, thank you so much. That was uh, a heck of a giveaway. <laughs> That was a beast. It was a long time. It was a beast of a giveaway. Long time. And a huge shout out to MediaTek for making it possible. I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, we started at 180 and did a giveaway every 2,500 subscribers until 200,000. So that was amazing for anybody who's listening who entered to win that. Thank you so much for your support. And uh, we've, we had some winners that have been longtime supporters and readers, which is really awesome. Our grand prize uh, winner who we verified today is a is a long time long time reader and listener and and supporter so um just really really awesome okay that's it we appreciate you all tuning in we'll catch you next week see ya Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.